You ready? I'm ready. Woo, woo. Better be the. This might got, be the finale. I hope we this got might that be one the in season there. finale. I hope that was in there. It's possible. Well, here we are again. Wounds licked and all. We picked ourselves off the floor because we're finishers here on the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. That's what you're listening to. And generally, we're winners, but mainly in the long run. So after the <laughs> Are we? Are we? <laughs> generally in the long run. Short run trip to Vegas. Didn't go great for the boys, but the boys mm. are back, and uh, the field has been whittled down to four teams. It's our Final Four preview, and our ranks have been whittled down. It's just Taylor Pilkington and myself. We're going... Duo podcast back and forth, old school talk radio two or talk game. podcast, two man game. Like I feel like I'm at a heads up poker table right now. The lights are dim huh. on the outside, but there's you know plenty of light in between us at this table that we sit. So I'm excited for this table. I like to think you? of us not as adversaries, but as teammates. I know. I've always been a pick and pop kind of guy. I'm I'm gonna be a big time team player. I really want to rail on Guthrie and Mike right now. For selecting this day to do the podcast and the no showing, but I'm not going to. I've turned the page and I'm not going to. So it's a tough time for all of us. I mean, there's a lot of excitement in the air for the Final Four. Um, we had a, a fun but tough trip to Vegas. We were I had a tough stay back at home. We were judged calling we were, you guys and calling we, things in. We were placed on the altar of judgment uh in the first weekend. It was, it was, it was a bloodbath. It was brutal. And we had fans you know, tweeting at us, oh, where's, the, where's the next preview coming up? And we're like, we're, we're just trying to, I don't know, we're trying to put our lives back together. I mean, yeah, I returned from that, those, what, four days, a uh, broken shell of a man, we're a like, husk. Yeah, but we've been scheduling way, loan hollowed, officers, much less out. the podcast, you know? I yeah. mean, we're trying to get, you know, we got, we got our mortgage brokers on the phone, you know, trying to trying to figure out how, uh, how we're going to make the next meal. Anyway, uh, the trip, let's talk about the tournament also and the trip. And, you know, Things. This is how these trips go, and things we've said on the podcast, angles we've had, can immediately turn on a dime. And it happened last year, too. We say, oh, we feel so great about this team, and then when you guys were at the Westgate, something just turns. Some some switch flips, and it's usually Mike who just wants to go in the other direction. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, in the moment, you never know how you're going to feel, what you're seeing, and... uh yeah, sometimes you you go against your gut. Um, well, I would say that a lot of great games. Um, we started out, quick recap of our betting, we started out not so hot. In fact, ice cold on the first day, first day and a half. You're not the only one. I did too. And yeah. let, me, let me tell you something, which is so weird about this tournament. It was very chalky, especially day one and day two. I'll also say this, which is sort of, I'm not saying it's... Uh, any kind of vindication, but I, in my actual bracket that I actually filled out a bracket and submitted to my work office just so people could make fun of me, I'm probably going to win that bracket now because I had an incredible first day. I missed one game, and I think I missed like three during the first two days, but I missed every spread. Well, when you have to pick against the spread, <laughs> I know, it's so much, it's harder, so much right? harder, and that's just a testimony, but you'd think if you had such a good inclination of who's going to win the game, you might do better, but I got completely annihilated, as did y'all. Yeah. It was rough. Thank goodness for the Saturday and Sunday. We kind of made up some lost ground. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. still not great, but... Um, First round storylines of note. Let me. My favorite moment I- uh, is uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, I turned to Mike and Guthrie tell the story? and said, we will always have Juwan Evans. That's that's my like romantic comedy. It's me and Juwan Evans. 
I uh, it was one of those great moments where like he hits he hits the three at the buzzer, not to win the game, but to cover the spread, and the sports book goes nuts. Oh man, I wish I was there. And we of course had Oklahoma State. We had at some point through a live line doubled down on Oklahoma State during the game. And uh, when he hit that shot to cover at the end, pandemonium, pandemonium. I, I think I was like dancing in in the sports book, and you know moves that have long gone out no. of style. I think I did the Macarena. I, See, here's I'm gonna I've, throw out a comparison, and I'm I'm ashamed to throw out this comparison because it's so base, but it's like you're in a room of wizards, right? And wizards. Stay with me, okay? Like magic is what we're talking about right now. Yeah, you know why? Harry Potter wizards? Or are we talking sure, about sure. Listen, Dungeons right? and Dragons wizards? Because that's because everybody's locked into the, to the line. And say I'm with somewhere else because I wasn't with you guys, and I'm watching with a bunch of people who know that there's no way Oklahoma State can win with because there's no such thing as a four point play unless you get fouled. And they hit that three, and I'm in a in a room of muggles, right? And I'm going crazy. Two different scenes, just to take a look at. I'm losing the... Okay, I got it. I got the analogy. Right? Yeah. yeah. People don't know what you're... What yeah, I was you're... the lone wizard, like, maybe standing up and, and jumping for joy, and then people ask me why I'm so happy, and I'm just like, oh, that was a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good game. That was an excellent basketball game. I mean, what a... Gr- that might have been my favorite game of the tournament. Like, that was... I really, oh, no. Uh, I don't know. I'm saying that so far. Later rounds have been so, yeah, no, later been rounds so have been I just outstanding. The Florida the Florida game, the Florida buzzer beater. I, Florida, I just Wisconsin think, was good. You know what else was really if, good? Oklahoma hadn't run into like the scorching hot fire that was Michigan. They could have done a lot of damage down the road. I mean, I think we've had a lot of good games in this tournament. I thought, um, I thought Oregon URI was great. I thought, um, I thought South Carolina Duke was good. Yeah, I enjoyed South Carolina Duke. Carolina Kentucky was fine. South Carolina, the fist punch to the We're throat talk of about a them. team. We, we are going to talk about South Carolina in depth, and I have angles on this team. First of all, I don't trust any of my angles because <laughs> I just got annihilated. But I also I've say this. I've never trusted your angle, so it's perfect. There's one thing that I have going for me, right? I know how to sniff out teams who are overrated, highly ranked, blue bloods who are not going to go far. I knew that Duke team was a fraud. So vindicated after this tournament. Feels so good. I cannot tell you what I was thinking after the South Carolina result happened, Taylor. I wanted to call you at 1 a.m. <laughs> I, I, I just felt released of all this doo-doo that was poured on me during the ACC tournament after they beat a Donovan Mitchell-less Louisville down the stretch and a, and a Joel Berry who had to sit because Roy, I don't know what he was thinking for that long. And I felt great about that angle. I also felt great about not trusting Kansas teams. That was another one of my angles during the year. Don't trust Kansas. Don't trust. Don't trust. And then they get their be- You're break speed off. You're just a distrusting off. person. Yeah, that's all I know how to do. I can't, now, if you put me in, in a room and say, pick uh, Marquette, South Carolina, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to pick Northwestern Vandy. I mean, I can't do that. But That game. I mean, can we talk about this? I mean, I, I can't pick Florida State Xavier, right? I mean, I can't pick St. Mary's VCU. I got all these games wrong. But the long run things, all right. Don't trust Kansas and Duke, no, nah, no, nah. and North Carolina. I've always liked North Carolina, and they landed in the Final Four. Yeah, I always liked them too. Okay, I all I could think when South Carolina beat Duke, I was like, well, at least Luke will be happy. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, that uh, uh talk about that Northwestern Vanderbilt. We're kind of gonna just skip around all the games here, but let's let's tell some war stories from week. Let's go all the way back to weekend number one and tell war stories. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. 
These are the games you remember for the rest of your life, if you're me. Uh, great story. <laughs> On your deathbed? Northwestern. Morgan's yeah. like, we're going to miss you. You're like, no. I'll say, I saw Julio Morgan, Morgan, Dreyfus you're like, come in close. the stands. Come close. <laughs> Vandy Northwestern. <laughs> that that's an image. Teddy's gonna be there. Yeah. I mean, Morgan's definitely I mean, big, outliving you. I'm a you. big fan of Veep. That's a great show. I recommend everybody watch that. Uh, but yeah, that was tough. I I felt for the whoever it was, the kid on Vandy. I don't know who it was who fouled him at the end of the game intentionally, and then thought, oh no. And you, they showed the slow motion close up of his face. You know where like the guys talk in slow motion, but and you can tell what they're saying. And he yeah said immediately like. Oh, I didn't know, or my, you know, my mistake, or something. And I was like, "Oh man, I have been there. I feel like I just saw my life flash in front of my okay. eyes." Okay, you yeah. know, I want to go in this deathbed narrative for a second. I mean, I'm not trying to get morbid over here, but that was a great image. I'm, I'm picturing Jaffe on the deathbed. He's probably like fighting off death just so he can finish watching some random game with Valpo and uh, North Dakota Eastern. We have okay. to stay alive to cash that ticket at the Westgate. Well, maybe he's he's going to pass it along to his, the next generation. That's true. And he's waiting up, like I think s- he- just on one last game in the hospital. He's got on TV. I can see that happening one day. His his children's entire inheritance is is riding on riding, riding on, on a, his final moments. on a college basketball invitational game. Riding on his final moments. <laughs> I can see that. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Guthrie and I are going to go, but it, that doesn't matter. Let's get back to the tournament. Let's go. Forget round one. Why, why are we talking about round one? Round one was chalk. Some awesome games, though. I mean, yeah, really? Yeah. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Like what? Like really excited. All those games are good. I even no, they weren't. I, it's just like oh, the, the favorites won, but they didn't quite cover. Right. Yeah. I mean, I even enjoyed. You know. Well, let's talk about Miami completely just pulling their pants down against Michigan State. Can, can we talk about that? That was tough. How upset I was about the Miami Hurricanes. And all this mumbo jumbo I heard about their defense, and oh, really upset about that it's, team. You know, you hear everyone Izzo in March, Izzo in March, all that. Yeah, that that was no, that was no Izzo it, in March. Okay, that I was know, Miami but, just. But I hate that deciding that's gonna, not like, to show up to it. their NCAA tournament game, and they, they got routed by Kansas Dude, the next here, game. Here's the real question: they got wrecked by Kansas. Here, here's something that we're avoiding as an ACC basketball podcast. How bad the conference? How do you showed? feel about the ACC? Just kind of. Blowing it. I mean, a it's a short run. I mean, the right. NCAA tournament is a short run, even though you, Carolina is in the Final Four. So I was going to say, you are a regular season champion oh, kind of guy. I and I am, a, I am a self-professed tournament champion kind of guy. I love the short run. I love rising to the occasion. One well, shining that's moment. Why all is, that I buy into this. That's you know? why Ken told me that I, I'm a bet, I'm higher on his friend list than you are. It's true. He you told are. me that. No, you are. He told me that personally. He, he, he sent me a text. He looks down on me because... I want to, you know, everything to come down to the last and five minutes. You got sucked into Duke. You yeah. got sucked in like the rest of the fools out there. I mean, you know what? Not me. I got everything else wrong in this tournament except for that. Don't trust Kansas and Carolina. Those well, are my three silver linings this entire tournament. Well, seriously, everything let me else ask you about blew up. Do you think that the ACC's poor showing in the tournament? I mean. How much is that going to affect? I, you know, for the general public, it does affect how they see the conference. But do you think it puts a blemish on kind of what before? You know, a week before the tournament started, people were writing columns of like, "Is this the best conference we've ever seen in history?" I don't think they said that a week before the tournament. I think they said that in November. Right, but but even up until the, this whole season, no, they've I think been that saying that kind of evaporated once they knew that there were, were going to be nine in and not ten or eleven. 
And once Syracuse got their popped, their bubble pop, be a pop noise. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. I think I think that conversation kind of left the the, the yeah uh, the mainstream. Also, do you have well, a let's talk about the real quick quick thought. Let's talk about the real story. Georgia Tech NIT final. Okay, you go ahead. Tomorrow night, let's go. Ben Lammers for president. Four more years. Um. Yeah, I'm rooting for Georgia Tech anyways in the NIT final against uh, TCU tomorrow. I think take them with the points because I think they're going to be underdogs by like four mm-hmm. or five points against TCU. Okay, great. That's enough Madison on that. Square Garden, let's go. I mean, respect. Jamie Dixon, oh, respect. familiar foe. Res- yeah, that's right. I didn't even realize that. Line. Oh, my gosh. What an NIT storyline title. Story one coach leaves ACC, one comes What happened in. to your mic? I think it just went out. Oh. G- grab mic two. Or three. Or f- no, yeah, you're on three. Try four. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Uh, anyways, Josh Pastner, I think he's really uh, showed up this season. I I've, I think he's done a good job in his first season in the ACC. Anyways, that's all I'm saying. Go Yellow Jackets. Let's go. I had a thought. Let me get back to it. Here's something I noticed about this year. And I want to ask you your opinion on this. Has this been the most covered, most hyped NCAA tournament in the history of our lives. Has it? I don't think so. Did you see the 24 Hours Madness special oh, that ESPN yeah, I, put on? I caught that. That is fantastic. How hilariously bad was that? No, I love it. I thought it was horrible. I Give me more. I can't I can't get enough. And I think everyone knew. I think Jay Williams and especially Jay Billis knew off the bat, this is going to be a disaster, but this is my company. They're writing my checks. I have to deal with as, this. As long as uh, Jay and Seth... My close friends. As long as the two of them put on like new suit jackets every hour, they were putting they were putting on like sweatpants I mean, and sweatshirts and t-shirts amazing. by the end of the thing. Love I would have been, I would have been completely tuckered out. Nobody was watching it. I respect that so much. Nobody's I was watching it at four a.m. It was great. at four a.m. No, no, you weren't. Well, we got things to do, like sleep. Yeah, they do too. But I love it. I can't get enough. I think America should take more notice of the tournament. I think we haven't done enough to promote awareness of the tournament. More silver linings of the first round. We picked the uh, 5-12 upset. We didn't get lured into UNCW. We didn't get lured into Princeton. <laughs> Who got lured into Princeton? Dude, Actually, that uh, was a close Princeton game. Covered. It was a close game. Princeton covered. It was. I don't want to throw shade there because, gosh, they could have won that game. I will say, as much as the trip to Vegas hurt, uh, walking into the Westgate, they had a huge sign-up that said, good teams win, great teams cover. And yeah, I, and I thought to myself, I'm home. I'm among my people. Right it's now. true, and we should have known after Notre Dame squeaked by Princeton that we should not have gone with them the rest of the way. But it was too late. Also, Iowa State Nevada might have been the easiest one of the entire first round, but for some reason I stayed away from that. Well, obviously I picked Iowa State in in normal right mug, Muggle land, but in Wizard land I was not that far ahead. And then uh, Middle Tennessee was the easy. Come on, come on. I mean, it was, was so it? easy. I you liked Minnesota. You're oh, such I, a softie. Oh, I picked Minnesota. Oh, you're so wrong. I believe I bet on Minnesota. I was all about it. Did Michael do that? I th- I think we did. Michael issued out a huge text during Selection Sunday. This game will be a pick'em. Like yeah, he, it was. It was like he this was very, breaking news. No, he did pick it, and he was. It was like he it was going to be breaking news, it. and we're like, duh, duh, it'll be a pick'em. I don't anyway. know. It didn't. It wasn't duh. It didn't start out as a pick'em. It started out as Middle Tennessee was favored, right? Really? I don't think so. I think Minnesota was favored. Whatever. This is enough on this nonsense. Let's go to uh, round two. <laughs> I liked Minnesota, for the record. Round two. Xavier just kind of 
made Florida State. I don't. I don't even know of a, an adjective to describe what Florida State was made in that game. But ninety-one sixty-six in a, in a practical home game for Florida State. Very well, embarrassing for the conference. I Let's mean, talk about embarrassments. Number one, Florida State. That's who I ranked number one. Number two, Miami. Number three, Duke. Number four, <laughs> I'm gonna give. I love that you rank disappointments. I'm ranking my disappointments it's in not the a, ACC. It's not a good sign. Number four, Wake Forest. Shame on oh, you in that playing God. game for, for I don't know. Yeah, I am. They dis- get drubbed. I'm, I'm they, personally. They decided to be mannequins. It's too bad. And you know the theory of you can turn up defense when it matters just from effort base. That was like the case example against it's, that theory. It's still too soon for me to talk about this game. Wake Forest number four, Virginia number five. Notre Dame number six. So you're just listing every ACC team is what you're saying. I'm going in order of, oh, of disappointment. Okay. Got it. With Florida State and Miami one and two, firmly one and two. And who else did I miss? Because you're not angry, you're just Virginia Tech number seven, right? Because, yeah, nobody thought they were going to win that game, right? Except ah. for Virginia Tech fans, like the guy in the sauna who I told you about who's looking forward to the Villanova matchup. Yeah, I thought about him when I bet on Virginia Tech to cover, and they did not. So, <laughs> yeah. great. And you thought, what was I doing <laughs> taking device for a VT basketball fan, you know, quote unquote? I believed in Buzz. He's a good coach. Okay. He takes off his suit jacket. Okay. He's muscular. So that's seven. Short, but muscular. We're forgetting it. Oh, Louisville's got no, Louisville's got to be like number four. Yeah. Why is Louisville not number four? We're gonna insert Louisville at like four. I will say. I'll tell you a little story about Vegas. Okay. I was at the betting window, tasked with uh, laying bets for a group of us, and uh, Mike calls me. He says, "Take the entire bankroll, <laughs> everything that you have, literally every cent, this every is, dime." This is while the team is down a considerable amount. Every dime that you have in your pocket and put it. On Michigan against Louisville. It would have worked out. And I will tell you right now, uh, dear listener, I was chicken. I was scared. We had been burned so much. Well, maybe you're wise because, I mean, well, I think I Mike said, is a loose cannon. I felt very much like an adult, and I said, uh, you know, that is not a pragmatic or responsible thing to do. We ended up, mm, you know, doubling, adding a little bit, maybe a little bit more than doubling what we would normally have bet on it. So we bet heavily on it, but uh, we didn't take Michigan with our entire bankroll, as Mike suggested. And like so many adults in the room, uh, myself, the adult in the room, wished I could have changed my decision. I know. Hindsight's 2020. You know what? Every correct bet you make is too little, and every... Incorrect bet you make was too much. Okay, we got yeah. to we got to nine teams somehow, right? Even though I feel like we ranked them all the way to seven. Who are we forgetting? We forgot some team, didn't we? It doesn't matter. We Who that's good we enough on the rankings, right? We got to eight at least. Yeah. We definitely forgot one team. I don't know who it is, but you can backtrack our our logic. Maybe we didn't. What do we have? Virginia Tech least disappointing, followed by I don't know Notre Dame, then. What? Virginia, then Wake, then Louis- Louisville, well, you Duke. You didn't mention UNC because I guess I haven't disappointed. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, I said they don't even count. Luke May. The year of Luke May. Are you really buying that? I mean, that full cure nonsense. It's fine. it's fine. He's a good player. Our Carolina listeners are going to get upset with me with this, but I mean, 
Good gracious, it's not a clutch shot. You have it, you have to throw it up. There's no other choice. Theo Penson is running the break. No, that I don't was, think that, what do you mean it's not a clutch shot? I don't think that's how they drew it up. Oh, God, that was such a clutch if shot. If they went to overtime and lost that game, nobody would say, oh, gosh, Luke May blew it. Nobody would say that, and you know I'm right. But that's a clutch shot still. That's just, that's not the definition. He won There's the no game. pressure. There's he no pressure the at all. There's no pressure. There is pressure. If there's a clutch shot, there has to be pressure involved. There's no pressure. There is pressure. End of the clock. No. There's no pressure. Even if you go to overtime and lose, I'm pretty you know, sure it's, if you still go, had a chance to win. I'm pretty sure in, if they went to overtime and lost to Kentucky, then North Carolina fans would not be tar and feathering Luke May outside of his house people, or outside uh, of his dorm room. They would not be well, doing no, that. No, but people cannot see me, but I'm waving my hands in the air because that was definitely a clutch shot. And it, is, it was by definition a game-winning shot. That was a great shot. It was amazing. I mean, and all I could think in the moment was like, God, Roy Williams is going to be vindicated for never calling timeout. You, you know, it worked out. But uh, how can you say that was not a clutch shot? It was great. It wasn't. And and my my logic is sound here. If he misses that shot, nobody ever thinks back, oh, shucks, gosh, Luke May, why did he take that shot? Nobody says that. I mean, come on. It'll be, oh, we didn't play well in overtime. Well, what, he won the game. Great, he's a hero. I mean, that's, that's so clutch. He rose I to would the take moment. That shot. He won the game in the moment. Can I tell you what? Hit something. If that, I had that, that I, if I had the ball with two seconds left, I would not look for the extra pass, no matter what, because it is a win-win situation or win no sum situation. If I make the shot, I'm a hero forever. If I miss the shot, nobody cares. But see, you're th- okay. nobody cares if I miss that shot. If I'm in that position and I have a wide open, I'm not gonna say well, pretty. A great look at a sev- 17-footer, right? I take everything I said back. You know why? Because they defeated Kentucky, and that vindicates me over you because you love Kentucky. Yeah, I, and I, I thought said North Carolina was, was better. Game. Oh, I really? thought they were going to come back. Oh, yeah. did you? Did you Did you think North Carolina was better the entire year? No. 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 Back in November, you thought differently. But it, and you, thought you, you thought you were brilliant when I, Kentucky won that I random did, non-conference game. I picked Kentucky game. to win that game, and they won. But I think... You know, over the course it of the took year, an, it took a Malik Monk out of body experience. UNC, uh, they improved and evolved while Kentucky did not. I think Kentucky definitely improved over the course of the year. Sure, but UNC was better at the end of the season, and I trusted them more in that moment. I think North Carolina has been on like a steady, very slight upgrade the entire year. I don't think they've really gotten dramatically better. I think they're pretty much I the think, same team. I think team it's that, more thing like Kentucky. Like they killed Wisconsin in the non-con. I think they're pretty much the same team as the well, team that killed Wisconsin. Well, I don't know if they're that much better than that team so I saw the thing. in November Kentucky, Kentucky or is December. Full of, Kentucky's full of upperclassmen. Who, Kentucky's full of upperclassmen. I mean, sorry. UNC can, can is we, full of, uh, can we, Excuse me. UNC is full of upperclassmen. Kentucky had guys who were super talented, and at the beginning of the year, they were able to overwhelm people with talent. And I thought, you know, that when it was really clicking, their talent, people weren't adjusted to it. It's like a uh, MLB pitcher, right? When they first come up, they always get a little bit better because people aren't used to their stuff. But once you scout them, you see what they're doing, you know, you know what they're going to try to achieve in a game. And if you don't evolve beyond that, they've got you. you know? I think and Kentucky I think that's what went, happened with Kentucky. I think they went on a higher trajectory of improvement no. over the course of the year. They, I, ran and the they table. might have improved, the, but I think all their guys are one-dimensional they, players. They pretty much ran the table in February in the SEC, yeah. which is not something to scoff at. Well, now, yeah. But, I mean, I just think they – I think all their guys are one-dimensional players. You know, you got your – De'Aaron Fox, I was a hater. I've been converted. 
No, he's amazing. I think he's an excellent player. He, yeah, he's. I was I worried. Mean, shocked. I was worried he's an amazing on. player. Yeah, I've always loved him. But he, you stop him from going to the basket. Right. You, you need force to, him to, shoot you need jump to shots. form your thesis right now, and I'm going to give you like 30 seconds. I don't. Start. Even, I've Boom. lost the thread. I don't even know what we're talking about. All I'm saying is I. Did Kentucky improve, or did they, or did? People, oh yeah, Kentucky and UNC both improved, but I think Kentucky uh, lost their ability to overwhelm people with talent that they had early in the I season. Don't know, I don't know if UNC really improved that much over the course of the entire. A year. little bit, yeah, but they're steadier. They have more options than Kentucky. All right, and they're better able to handle the final that. That's four, enough. Okay. That that was a great game, and it was a clutch shot by Luke May. Um, What's been the best? Game it was of an the amazing best game of the tournament. Amazing shot by Monk, also. Okay, I think that might be the been the be- that might have been the best game UNC. Kentucky. It was definitely the most competitive game. Yeah, Wisconsin, Florida has a case. Yeah, I was gonna s- Wisconsin, Florida, second place maybe for me. What happened to Florida against South Carolina? That's my question. You know what? They got out coached, and I you know I know I grabbed about Mike White, and yeah. Guthrie got really offended for some re- for some random reason, but he got completely out coached in that game. It's like Frank Martin's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. You're hitting threes. I'm going to press all my guys out to the perimeter. Come get us. And I, then Florida looked completely frazzled for 20 minutes. I definitely recall a text from you saying uh, Mike White is a terrible coach. In-game coach. Direct quote. I mean, he could rec- if you can recruit talent, that says something about your coaching ability on an overall perspective. That's why I give Roy a big tip at the cap, but in-game X's and O's. I think he's done gracious. a pretty good job though in his first in-game you know, X's and O's career. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think what happened to them is that they didn't have. You know, everybody build that game as a battle of defensive-minded teams, Florida and South Carolina, and Florida's offense really was exposed. They didn't have enough. They don't have enough options. They don't have enough guys who match I mean, up. Allen, I think, can be a transcendent yes. player when he's going. Yes. And he was he was going fairly well in that first half. He was. And it completely got shut off in the second half, just from a simple in-game adjustment from the Maniac. I I think Florida's offense probably the problem was they didn't have a they didn't have a plan B. And you know, maybe with without the injuries they suffered during the year, they have a little more inside presence. They're they also, able to throw will, it down low a little bit more, this, but they didn't have it. They got some rough whistles in that, I mean, I think there was one possession where I counted there were 5,001 possession by Florida. On one single possession, five fouls. So South Carolina was in the bonus at the 15-minute mark. Uh, yeah, I hate to... The, the foul thing is tough because it can it can derail any team somebody picks up two quick fouls you get it and and i know i mean that's rough when south carolina is one of the most physical teams yes, in the country and you're are. not getting anything on the other end and they're burrowing into the basket but i mean right it's like well, they it's deserve like the, to lose that game florida did it is it is the patino theory you foul so many times that the refs won't possibly call everything and i mean he said it out loud in a press conference patino has that you know we're just going to foul all the time and be so aggressive that they're not going to call it on every possession and I mean, he's right. That's smart. Uh, it's tough if you're a fan of the opposing team. And that team did not make the second weekend. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's go on. Let's get to the final four. Let's let's preview lots, the final four. That's what the theories. people want. Let's give the people what they want. I've got lots to say. And disregard all my theories. Go the other way because I had an awful tournament. 
and I only had the long run strategy. So maybe since the best teams and the long run teams are kind of in this thing, I mean, Gonzaga is a long run team. Carolina is. So is Oregon. South Carolina, not so much. They're the anomaly. So I want to ask you something, Taylor. Okay. This is a fun segment ask I have away. prepared. The segment is called Who is the Best At? And I'm going to list a bunch of categories, and you're going to tell me which team has the best of each, okay? Which team in the Final Four or yeah. which team in the... No, who cares about the yeah. losers? Okay, which they're, team they're in the Final Four? They're not involved anymore. They're done. Got it. They're done until next year, okay? I have a very strong opinion on this next question. Who has the best player? Ooh. And who is it? I only say that because Oregon, there's a case for two. Yeah. Um, can I start? Do you want me yeah, to you just start, give you, you the start, answer? So I can take the give you the opposite. Cinderia Stornwell. Yeah, I was about to say that's what people are going to say, right? Who's number two? I have number two also. I'd say it's Tyler Dorsey. Yeah, Tyler Dorsey. And then Justin Jackson. That's what I'd say. I'd take Justin Jackson over Ni- Nigel any day. Yeah, would I you? would too. Okay. I think uh, keep a tally in mind. Okay, so we've got South Carolina think, has a checkbox. I think Nigel Williams Goss has kind of he's been intimidated this tournament. In some games, he's like kind of crushed it, but I think in some games he's been. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. He, I can't. I hate buying into this narrative, but I can't help but think maybe it's because he played teams in the Pac-12. I'm sorry. I had to throw that out there. Yeah. The West Coast Conference well, this entire prior year. Prior to that, he was playing Yeah, yeah true, teams. true. But okay, I mean, you know what? I, I know. know there are the team listeners out there who are shaking their fists at me right now. So you know what? I'm going to give you another category. Although I think having the best player does make a difference in the Final Four when everything tightens up. Everybody's a little bit more nervous. And you have a little bit more one-on-one in the Final Four. Yeah. Look at the Kimball Walker year. Who saw that coming? Not me. But I did learn a lesson. There's from no that. Kimball Walker this year, though. There's nobody who's really like. I mean, Thornwell goes out and gets 24 again. Yeah. They had no offense, so any offense is a bonus. Did they have 65 points on in the second half against Duke? Is no, no offense? I'm saying like in the regular season before the tournament, they had no offense, so any offense well, in the tournament. You're not a long run guy, so you should just be paying attention to the here and now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, who has the best offense? This is an easy one. It's like a softball pitch. Teed up. Is it? Are we going to agree on, on this? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, I'll take, uh, who will I take? I'll take UNC. Congratulations. Yeah. You picked the right team. Okay. North Carolina on the best defense. This is a coin flip for uh, me. Really? Yeah. I mean, South Carolina or Gonzaga, maybe. Yes. But <sighs> I'd say in the here and now, I would go South Carolina. I would too. I think they have better defense. We have two South Carolinas on my board already, and they have the worst odds to win the title they're eight to one. Oh, just throw it out there who has the best coach oh man there's no right answer to this one i honestly god as much as unc people will get yeah but roy's a long-run coach it's gotta be roy right? i don't think we're in the long run anymore like he, he he recruits at a fantastic pace but look at his in-game adjustments. He got, I mean, Shashetsky just ran a circle around him I, and drew on his forehead while he was asleep. Like, he drew pictures of terrible things on his forehead during that ACC tournament game. The, uh, his, his 
I'm gonna sit my, I'm gonna sit my most squirm. important player, not my best player, my most important player for 12 minutes because he has four fouls. Yeah, that's terrible. Logic. I think his his in-game coaching has always made me kind of cringe. I don't care about the timeouts. I care about I, I care do about your care rotations. About the timeouts. Come I care about your rotations, even though it just timeouts. won them a game. He's he is probably the best coach of the four left. Uh, second, I would place Dana Altman. I think Dana Altman is awesome. Okay. I think he's a really good coach. Okay, Few and the Maniac. Yeah. Who are you going with? I mean, I'm going with Few, I guess. Well, you're ranking Frankie last. I'm yeah. going to call him and tell he, him I was going to say, he's not going to be happy with he you. He might get in my face tonight. He might cuss me out. He might. Here's the argument for Mark. Stop right? my heart in my chest. He might not sleep an hour this week. He might just stay up and, and game plan because he wants it so badly. Have you heard the story about how, how many times he asked out his, his wife before she said yes? I've heard that it's it it demonstrates persistence. He might want it the most. He might. I don't know. I'm just. I don't have an answer to the coach. But you're saying Huckleberry, so yeah, we'll give it to North he Carolina. He is clearly the best coach. Maturity. There's two candidates for this. Maturity in terms of team. Yeah. Oh, it's UNC, Oregon, maybe Gonzaga, but UNC. Well, you said the first two. Yeah. And that's what I'll go with. Yeah. It's at least a conversation. I mean. Two of the linchpins from last year's team, you know, are not on this year's North Carolina team. And I think the linchpins from Oregon are back. I'm going to give Oregon the tip of the cap to this one, just out of respect. That's a mature Oregon team. Sure. Okay. All right. Who's had the best tournament so far? Oh, are we talking about expectations? Because South Carolina has definitely had has the ex- best tournament thus far. I. Forget expectations. Right. I'm going to make a case for, I'm going to say South Carolina. Only, I'd agree with that. Only because they've exceeded expectations. Forget about expectations. Right. I didn't put that in the equations. Okay. Okay. And you keep bringing it up. I mean, maybe just a by a happy coincidence of their seeding, they're the lowest, lowest seeded team, so they played higher seeded teams, Stop which the, whatever. Imagine there are no seeds. Okay, imagine there are no seeds and no rankings, and you know nothing about these teams from the regular season because you're a short-run specialist. Who has the best tournament? Yeah, It's South Carolina. I guess. They beat Duke yeah. fairly well. They killed Baylor. They just annihilated Baylor, even though I told you about that team, folks. Long run. I'm a long run guy. They also beat a strong Marquette, game, Mar- Marquette team in round one. That's not like, say, what North Carolina had to go through or what Gonzaga had to go through in round one. You could also make a case for Oregon. I mean, they Oregon's beat, my second team. They beat the hottest team in the tournament, and Michigan. And they killed them. And they, no, in, no, they killed Kansas. Yeah, they embarrassed Kansas. I, th- I like Oregon up Michigan there, too. Michigan was the hottest team. That was, I mean, I think the win over Michigan was harder for them than the win over Kansas. And that says something. That's the Rhode important. Island win makes me go down a little bit. I know there's a lot of Rhode Island love out there, but I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a little disturbing, but not as disturbing as the Arkansas game for Carolina or the WVU game for Gonzaga. So I would go South Carolina, Oregon, a close, a close second, and then the other two. That's one of the things that makes me a little bit I'm trying to think about in terms of the South Carolina Gonzaga game. I think Gonzaga clearly, obviously, will say the better team. One of you know long run, but you're a short run right. guy. But I think the trouble that they had with West Virginia, you see the physicality of West Virginia yeah. that really gave them. I mean, that was really what 
It's an issue. Or really bothered them. And I think because they didn't really have to face that. And South Carolina is ba- – I mean, what? Uh, Frank Martin, didn't he coach with uh, Huggy Bear? Wasn't he a, was he an assistant on his staff or no? Or was he just – I'd believe it because they did have he just the same take, personality. Did he just take over for him? He definitely took over for him at Kansas State. I don't know if he was an assistant. I he might have taken just... some of his bone marrow too, and it reflects <laughs> in his personality. Yeah, the, his – Defense is basically very similar to West Virginia's, except they don't press full court the entire game. But the defense is like so physical, in your face, well, all over up. you. I how mean, does it's South very Ca- similar. How does South Carolina play Gonzaga? Because they don't need, really need to press the perimeter. Gonzaga does not have the shooters that you need to press no, the perimeter. They ha- Gonzaga has good shooters. I think they're still going to press the I, perimeter. Not the not the shooters that South Carolina has faced this far. Not the Marquette shooters. Not the Duke shooters. They're nowhere in that category. True. But I think they're going to need to press the perimeter if only to put pressure on the ball to prevent an easy pass down low because they're giving up a lot of size in the paint. They're, I mean, Karnowski, what, is like mm, at least a solid like five inches taller than... Yeah, but South Carolina can and, throw double teams down there. 50, but if they throw double teams down there, you're going to see Gonzaga get, you know, Nigel and... Uh, Jordan Matthews. I mean, they're cutting to the rim, maybe. No, they're going to get open threes. I think South Carolina lives with that. I'd live with that. Absolutely would. After you just watched Matthews hit all those clutch shots, and I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. I, I hold think... on. Hold on. Hold that. All right. South Carolina. Gonzaga. Time to Gun pick to it. to the head. I'm looking at you. Uh, do we have a line for this? I'm sure we do. How about you do a little search, and I'll tell you what Ken, our friend, has to say about this. He has this in Gonzaga's favor by a very decent margin. But he also had Florida, South Carolina at a very decent margin. So that's something to chew on for a second. So the official odds in Vegas right now. What do you want to hear what Ken has at first? Sure. 72-63 in favor of Gonzaga, so a nine-point game. It All seems right. a little high. Well, uh, you would be correct if you were a, an odds maker Can I in guess Vegas. what it is? Sure. Four. It's six and a half. Gonzaga's oh, a six and a half point favorite. Love South Carolina here. Love the Gamecocks. We went through our my little list, and you picked a lot of South Carolinas. You filled in a lot of South Carolina I bubbles. I did. You filled out defense. You filled out best player. You filled out... Best mascot, which was also one we didn't get to. Yeah, we didn't get to that. <laughs> How about fans? Gonzaga has to be up there in fans, though. I got to say, they're the fans who have the chip on their shoulder. And Doey Strength, if you're waiting these two teams, probably Gonzaga too, right? I mean, with Karnowski, D- he might outweigh the entire North Carolina front court. Doey Strength, strength yeah, I literally thought to myself as I was coming into the studio today, I, was, I said, I hope that we bring up Doey Strength. It's, it's been brought up. Uh, for, current, good, for good reason. I just want to say, I feel vindicated. And, and I'm di- stealing okay. a Luke phrase, vindication. I feel vindicated because I think I tweeted about Karnowski like three years ago when he never got any playing time. And I was like, I'm so excited to see this dude play. You're right. Coming in from Poland, I hope that I'm right when I say that. But anyways, very excited. Doe Strength Index, who has more, Gonzaga or the Carolina team? <laughs> I actually would have to go with Carolina because I disagree. No, I, I disagree. Karnowski's not really doughy strength. Kennedy uh, Meeks still hasn't beat on that that front. I don't know what t- Kennedy Meeks is turning into, but it's I don't know what God, it is. If, if I 
am rooting for Carolina here. I will play my hand there, if only because I want to see Kennedy Meeks get a championship. Oh, I thought you were going to say you wanted to see Meeks and Karnowski. Well, yeah, I would love to see that also. But, uh... Okay, let's. That's get back a to- lot of human in the game. Let's get back to this pick, okay? Gonzaga, South Carolina. You tell me. Yeah. Uh, on the line and also straight up. Okay, I'm taking Gonzaga both ways. <laughs> Just to South go get Carolina's you. I know. You ways. love South Carolina. I think you're insane. Well, I think you're absolutely insane. Better people than you have called me insane. Um. Well, we've both been cold as ice for this tournament, yeah. so I just think let's let the listeners so decide. If you are. All right, if you're taking South Carolina to cover here, what you're thinking is that their offensive renaissance, if you give it that, is going to continue a little bit. The I, only... I mean, I think they're just going to get to the line. So like, they got to the line. I mean, Florida's an excellent defensive team, and they found a way to manufacture points. Sure. So, uh, and I'm, I will not I mean, be the— Thornwell f- can, can just get his. He's going to get his, and I, there's no stopping him from getting his. I won't be the first person to point this out, but South Carolina is ranked number two and defensive efficiency on Kim Palmer. And Gonzaga's number Gonzaga's one. Gonzaga's number we one, know, right? We know. And I know, you know, say whatever you will about that. Gonzaga doesn't foul at a high rate. They play good defense. They stay in front of people. I think it's going to make it tough for South Carolina. Well, West Virginia was your point earlier on in the pod, and there are some parallels. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I'm, I'm saying on the – I think Gonzaga's going to be able to get their points. They're going to be able to score. It's a huge advantage for them in the paint. Anything with Karnowski, any time he touches the ball – South Carolina will be scared. I mean, I, and if they double, I think they're going to get open looks. I just think offensively, Gonzaga's going to be able to get points. It's going to be, the question is going to be, can South Carolina Listen, score? Here's what hurts South and, Carolina. The three-point shot hurts South Carolina. And when they decided to make adjustments and dare teams who could not get to the rim very well or have good mid-range games, i.e. the Duke Blue Devils, it was a problem. And also Florida when they beckoned Florida in, and Florida's really a, a three-point shooting team. That's what I discovered during the tournament. South Carolina is, they are not good shooters. I know. I, I'm, but I'm they, talking about them defensively. Right, they, can, just, they can beckon you into things you don't want to do. I, I'm not even worried about that end of the game. Well, this is going to be like the I council of I think going to score right points. I think, I think they're going to be able to, to you know, get theirs against the South Carolina. You and defense. I are in disagreement. Can we call a friend? Can we phone a friend to a tie break? Let's do it. Who do you want to call? Let's call our man in Vegas, Michael Jaffe. Okay, because you know what? We're going to disagree on game number two, and we're going to call Guthrie for game number okay, two. Deal? Absolutely. Right, let's let's call it. Mike here. And we're back. We tried calling, but neither of our partners picked up. So we're back to our, our mono a mono conversation. So I'm Gonzaga. We had no tiebreaker on this one. We, we're split, which is fine with me. Let the public decide. You can tweet at us at ACCBBallDGens. Please tweet at us who you think is going to win this game. You can even just tweet Taylor or tweet Luke, and we'll know. Man, I can't or wait. Or who's going to cover also. I can't wait to see Karnowski get the ball in the post. Who's going to cover him? Like Silva? Long players. Kotsar? I mean, lots it's not lo- going to work out. Lots of long athletic players. It's not going to work out. They don't have it. Okay. I think Karnowski's going to go for, what, 25? No. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> really great. I think it's I just going to open fine. stuff up. I don't know. I think, And I don't think I think South Carolina – Regresses to the mean here. God, I'm so glad you I and I are term. doing this podcast so low because you knew we were going to disagree on everything. Uh, everything. So everything. we're going to have two sides. Everything. I love it. We're going to have two sides, <laughs> and somebody's going to be right about something. Okay. There's no in between. Let's go to the other game. You know, uh, you know, in like every single action movie, there's like the villain and the hero, and they kind of they're on opposite sides of everything. Maybe they're you know sword fight something. 
they respect each other. They respect their mastery of the craft. That's how I feel about you. Especially at the beginning. But of we're the, on opposite at sides. At the beginning of the movie, they, they're very friendly. Right. If you notice this about heroes and villains. Beginning of the movie, like the villain seems like a guy you just want to love, but then deep down you know there's something wrong. Right. So that's how I, I feel about I you. I kind of think of myself as Uma, Berm, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Am and I you, Lucy Liu? No, you're- I'll uh, take it. Yeah, I'm definitely Lucy Liu. No, you're definitely- uh, What's his face? The old guy. At oh, the you end. mean Kane? Yeah. Okay, I'll be Kane. I yeah. walk the earth. Because they've had, you know, a history. Anyways, that's weird. That's a that's a great analogy. Thank I like you. that. That's it does a great not analogy. hold up. I'm, I would never put you in a box alive. <laughs> I would never put you in a coffin alive. That's my dad's greatest fear to be. He actually told me one time, like, he wants to be cremated. This is my dad. But if we decide not to and we want to bury him, we need to, like, shove a stake through his heart to make sure he's gone, no matter what. Like, no ifs or buts, because he never wants to wake up in a box because he, he's claustrophobic. Yeah. We got a state driven through our hearts and days, but we've somehow got it out, and we somehow got out of the grave, i.e., Uma Thurman style with the, uh, the right. you know, the punch through the I, wood. I uh, understand his claustrophobia. I went, you know, I once went He's through Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, the largest cave system in the United States, mm-hmm. I believe. You, my love of Kentucky, and uh, went on some little adventure exploring thing they had, and uh, was found out that I was claustrophobic while I was, you know, a mile underground trapped. In rock, so had a great time. Had a fun time. That's outstanding. It was great. Let's go to the other side. Carolina, Oregon. Ken has this as a two-point triumph for the North Carolina Tar Heels. I believe it's 77-75 if my memory serves me right, but I could be wrong about that. I'm going to double-check right now as we're typing this, and actually I just got logged out, unfortunately. So, Taylor, do you have the actual Yeah, 77-75. In Vegas right now, North Carolina is a uh, five-point favorite. Well, five points. I know who you're going to take. Who am I going to take? North Carolina. I mean, I think North Carolina is going to win this game. I like them better than Oregon. What about the spread? That's also my ACC bias. What about bias. the spread? You know what? I'm going to take Oregon in the points I, here. I'm on the same page it's as you are. It's a great matchup. I like both of your calls here. Actually, I might just take Oregon to win. No, I don't. Yeah. I might change my mind. Now, now we're all taking, changing our mind. I'm taking Oregon to cover. I think I'm I think I'm going to enjoy this game more than the other one because th- these teams are very similar in a certain way. Oh, Carolina has a lot more size to throw at Oregon on the front court, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. And I think Oregon. Oh, oh, oh my friend, <laughs> you are forgetting one player in this game. If you're going to talk to me about Jordan Bell and give me all this nonsense, he's amazing. It's great. Whatever. He's he not going to do the same the thing. Rim. He can protect he's, that rim. Okay, he's not going to. I, first of all, in the Kansas game, I was rooting so hard for him to get a triple double. All I could think when he got he had eight, he got eight his blocks. he got his eighth block. Like what, with a minute and a half, two minutes left, and I was like, oh, it's not enough time, but come on. So I was rooting for him to get his triple double. He's not going to do that against North Let me Carolina. Say this. It's very different. Kansas, oh, very atypical of them to get that. You know, I like North Carolina this entire year. I said it since the beginning of the non-conference. I said it in December, and Jaffe's like, oh, you, you're ride and die on North Carolina. And like I said, who's who's the last team standing in the ACC? But I will say this. Joe Barry is injured, and that's a real injury, and we should not overlook this. Is he hurt or is he injured? Because very different. He is injured. He is not. He's not practicing at all. I mean, not that it matters this type of year, but this is a real injury, and I don't think it's – I mean, sure, they'll shoot him up with whatever they have, and he'll get the adrenaline going. But I, 
I'm a little bit worried about that. When he came back into the game uh, against Kentucky, and they so one of the announcers said something like, "Oh, give the." Training team, something all I could think of was like, yeah, that cortisone shot worked wonders. And also, it's different like the game and happens from a couple days later. Right. It's very different. You know what? I'm going to switch my pick just to disagree with you, only because I have to be contrarian to you. North Carolina, they're going to cover. Win and cover? Yeah, they're going to win and cover. It sounds like great logic after we talked about the Joe Barry injury. They're going to win by 12. Sounds like great logic. They're going to win by 12 points. I'm taking Oregon. Classic UNC victory. Oregon covers. I... I'll take Carolina to win, but Oregon covers. That's I, too many points. I think Jordan That's so many Jordan points. Bell is not going to be the interior presence that you uh, think he's going like, to be against UNC. Has Carolina been the covering machine this year? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. It's, Arkansas, they probably should have lost. They didn't cover. I, they I'm did, going into they this. They didn't with, do it against Kentucky either. I'm Kentucky going into this not with open eyes. Okay. And I I'm glad realized, we disagree again. I'm but I'm really going to take UNC here to cover. Let's go. So you're on the favorites. I'm on the dogs for the first time in a while. <laughs> you know I love I'm a glad favorite. to be on the dogs. <laughs> and I feel like Mike would be with me on half of these games and Guthrie would be on the other half. After so. you watch Justin Jackson swallow up like one of the most dynamic shooters. Who, Dylan Brooks? Well, that's okay. There's well, a watched, guy named Tyler Dorsey right, who right. still exists. I just think they have... UNC has too many guys to throw at Oregon. Okay, all right. All right. I, I, I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to be, they're both going to be great games. I can't wait for the terrible backdoor cover that North Carolina gets. <laughs> Not backdoor, front door. They're the favorites. Front door, front door. Front door cover. The stupid, yeah, Oregon throws up a desperation three and they foul North Carolina just out of instinct. That's how you're going to win this one. So no. I made my living. Okay, great. I respect that so much. Any final thoughts? Who's your national champion? Uh, I think it's UNC. Well, I think I think it's UNC Gonzaga in the final. Obviously, I have the favorites picked, well, and I, I think UNC is going to take them. Gosh, I like Oregon so much. I might take. I might change my pick to Oregon beating North Carolina straight up. You know what? Can I tell you something? Yeah, I've been ride or tell die. Tell me something. You can confide in me. I've been ride or die North Carolina all year long. I'm not going to change. And you're going to jump I off right now? They win on like a a random. Free throw. I even feel like this year's North Carolina team is not as impressive as last year's team. No, obviously not. Not. But I, I still, I'm confident in them. I feel confident. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Gonzaga's not winning the title. You don't think so? You can quote me on that. And mm. let let the listener let the listener understand and tape this portion. And please play it back in my ear once Gonzaga is hoisting the trophy on Monday. Because, I mean, since I just said it, it's a, it's a great possibility. I'm giving... Gamblers value out there. No, I think they could definitely win. I think they're the they, they're the best team. They might be the best Say team. It. Yeah, left. Yeah. Say it. Yeah, they're the best team. Say yeah. It. Just just draw the line in the sand. I think UNC is going to win, but I think it's going to be. But they're not the best team in your mind. Yeah. Somehow I'm talking myself into a corner here, but uh, yeah, I think UNC is going to win. But I I well from a, from I just want to defend Gonzaga from from an odds perspective I'm putting my money down on Carol- South Carolina and Oregon cuz those odds are incredibly yeah. favorable and these games are very close they're very close It is it is kind of like, crazy South to see Carolina is 8 to 1 for when- goodness sakes if you pick Oregon and South Carolina which I'm going to do on the line and they get to the or on the futures and they get to the title game that's like there's so much money to be won I'm going to say this with no Remembrance of what it was in years past, but when have you ever seen in a Final Four a five or six Connecticut, point line? Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut. Okay. 
Well, that's the answer to everything, Connecticut. right? Connecticut. Kimball Walker. Shabazz. Anyways, well, like a five or six point line in the final four is kind of crazy. It's a lot more than it should be. Right? And you're taking the favorites. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. With that, give note, me a blowout. That's terrible. That's I want to root for a game. You know what? Game. I'm going down in flames this year. <laughs> I'm I might just pick South Carolina and Oregon straight up. Do it. I, I love that I'm just gonna be I'm doing it. I'm on the favorites. You're on the dogs. I'm doing it. Let's I'm go. I'm dogs just favorites. Let's go. Okay. Deal? Podcast yeah. over. That might be our last one of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but it's been a fantastic season. Maybe we'll do a recap one, but I would not really hold your breath considering um Hold your breath. We're gonna do it. We're gonna talk about recruiting. We're talking about the coaching carousel. I wanted to do an off I wanted to do an ACC offseason look what each team is losing, what each team might be gaining, who's coming back. I'm not gonna delve into recruiting because we just witnessed the Harry Giles experience, and if you're a Duke fan, you probably realize that that was nothing to tell your grandchildren about years and years down the road. So we're not going to delve into recruiting if we do this, but we will certainly take a look at what returners will re- actually return. Will Luke Kennard be a Blue Devil next year, or will he be, like, I don't know, a Memphis Grizzly or a whoever's a sp- 15th pick of the draft. Well, we might go into that, but if Taylor can make the trip down, I will promise to do one more pod this year. Mike and Guthrie are done for the year. They're like done. You can toast them. They're in the toaster right now, and they're done. So like flip them up, put put some jam and jelly on them, and then eat them. But I'd like to say one more shout out. That was better than the wizard's metaphor. It was. But I had to throw muggle in there for the people I was watching these games with because they didn't understand. The ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast all year long has been sponsored by Three Notched Brewing, named after a colonial-era trail running through central Virginia. Three Notched Brewery develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry, Three Notched Beers, can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville, Richmond, Harris, and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three Nets Brewing. Leave your mark this week. Taylor, we've had we've had all of the above, so a big shout-out to our sponsors. We look forward to that next Three year. Three Notched. We love them. Let's go. Yeah. Any final words? It's been a theme this year. Uh, final words are we are coming back for a final pod after the national championship. We'll talk about next year. We'll look forward. Send us your questions. You can reach us on Twitter at ACCBballDGens. You can email us uh, ACCBballDGens at gmail.com. Please, if you haven't already, it's the end of the season. Yeah. It's the national championship. It's the final four. I mean, if, follow us. If you want, and then also subscribe to us on iTunes. That's and a good tell thought. your friends to subscribe to and us. And if you actually want this podcast back in 2017, 18, you better tell some friends and some family uh, we, we and had some subscribers because. I will say we had an amazing email um, from one of our listeners who said, any chance you would do an ACC football podcast? And we haven't emailed them back because we've been collecting our thoughts. That would just be me monologuing and you three standing there in silence. There's zero chance we're doing an ACC football podcast. I I might do like a solo monologue, but nobody wants to listen to that. We will do that. A one-man show at a theater coming to you soon. Luke Neer. Can you guys, can you three be the laughing track? You can yeah. be like the laughing track. We'll have to record ourselves. When I say ladder, Louisville, peg them, national champs this year, and you three could just laugh. 
Anyway, thanks so much, guys. My final three words, this is us. So long.